What up, everybody? Just wanted to say a big thank you to everybody who's supported Lockdown Universe for the past three years. I really appreciate you. And if you've been thinking about a way to support, but you didn't have $1.99 uh, to support for each month, that is okay. If you want to just buy me a coffee, there's an option for you to just buy me a coffee inside the description of each episode moving forward. So just highlight that, put it in your browser. You can go right there and buy me a coffee or two or three. I like coffee. Who doesn't? And I would really appreciate it. And it would keep me awake enough to make more podcasts for you guys. So uh, I would appreciate that and just wanted to let you know. Thanks for that. And thanks for supporting the podcast. Let's get to the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. So today I wanted to talk about the possibility of Terminator-like robots actually becoming reality. And our humanity basically being taken over by these kinds of horrible horrible ai cognizant robots is it possible what what kind of robots would they look like and are i want to run through all of the terminator robots that they've had in the movies because everybody thinks it's just arnold but there's there's actually about uh seven to eight different types um starting from kind of like the early stages of skynet moving forward through the movies through Terminator 1, 2, 3, then we've got Terminator Salvation and Genesis, and then we've got Dark Fate. So I kind of want to run through some of those and show you the differences in what might be possible versus what is still science fiction. So let's kind of take a look at them and see what you think. So first of all, we have Mr. Terminator, the original that is not Arnold actually, even though he's in the first movie, but one of the one of the original Terminators that they had come up with in the early days of Skynet makes its appearance in Terminator 3 as well as Terminator Salvation. It's a Series 1 T1. Okay. So T1. This is uh that big hulking multi-cannon, multi-wheeled tank looking uh Terminator that was in T3. So it's a series one. It was built to clear battlefields of human troops with 250 caliber miniguns. So basically those rotating guns that just plows through anything that's in its path. Amazing tech. That would be amazing to have on a tank too. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've got, <laughs> they've got like what, 150 cal uh, shells on there on tanks. But yeah, the 50, 50 caliber miniguns, man, that'll clear a nice path. That'll take down trees and everything. Um, so it's got tank treads that provide superior grip 
and maneuverability and it's got laser guiding systems um, as well as auditory heat and motion sensors now you would have remembered john connor running away uh with uh claire danes uh you know <laughs> i know it's not the character's name but uh, uh what's her name something brewster yeah in the movie and so they're running away from this thing, but this thing, this thing would be formidable, man. I mean, it would be like a tank and it was like made, it looked like it was made of like aluminum. Um, and aluminum can be very flexible, can be, can be not. Now that thing would be tough enough. Now you remember in that same movie, T3, they also had that flying, uh, drone that they were working on in, in the Skynet lab, uh, where Brewster's dad was working. That thing was formidable too, man. That thing was a beast. That thing was huge, and that thing looked dangerous and, and intimidating. Uh, could you imagine just like a heavy duty drone that could just like fly above you? Not like not these like Radio Shack drones. I used to work at Radio Shack. Okay? I know what it's like. I used to fly those drones, man. You know, so th those drones were fun, but they were tiny and, and flimsy and nothing. You know, what I mean, they'll, they'll break at the drop of a dime. You get a big hulking like million dollar drone. And you're you're the robots, and you have the capability to make millions of those things. That's an army, man. That's an air force, you know. So uh, let's keep going. So that's T one, the original class of the Terminator. So let's go to the next one, which is the uh, T T. Nope, I don't want to go there. Let's go. To, let's go to um. Let's go to Arnold. So Arnold was the T was he T eight hundred T six hundred? No, he was the uh, T eight hundred. Sorry, T eight hundred. So he was Skynet's first successful infiltrator. He uh, he was used against the resistance. So he was the original Terminator, right? Arnold originally, you know, there's been so many movies, but originally in the first one, he sent back to kill John Connor. Okay, and it's Kyle Reese that stops the original Terminator. Or, well, tries to, anyway. So, we have the T-800, the T-850s in the same class. They're an infiltrator class. So, you kind of have two different classes here. You have an infiltrator class, and you kind of have, like, this warrior class, like in the Rev-9s of the later Terminator series uh, in Dark Fate. So... Some are, some of them are meant to infiltrate, they're meant to blend in, they're meant to look human, and some of them don't care if you know that they're human or not. They're out there to to kill, right? They'll look human, but they don't they don't necessarily have to stay human. They, they you know they they'll they'll transform into anything to get you. So this T eight hundred basically it had a um an advanced human psychology program as well as uh, a power cell that would allow it to live for 120 years. The features were hyper alloy covered with human tissue. So basically it had a, an, an endoskeleton inside that was basically made of a hyper metal, hyper alloy metal. But it wasn't able to flex or wasn't able to manipulate itself or change itself at all. That was a T2 thing. Um, it was a T1000. <laughs> Mr. Robert Patrick. So... Going back to the T-800s and A-50s, it had a heads-up display to perform internal checks, so it could check itself. Um, so it's kind of like the, the uh, like the first MS-DOS, you know what I mean, of 
of Terminators. But then you get to the T-1000, and that thing's a beast. That thing was made of uh, what they call mim mimetic polyalloyed liquid metal made with molecular memory. Now, that's what MIT and, and these other high Ivy League colleges are working on and have already created. They've already created nanobots, nanometals with memory, so they can go into your body, <laughs> fix certain things, and get you healthy again. They have these small nanobots. They already have it. We already have the technology. So is it capable for us to create a T-1000? Probably not yet that we know of, but is it that far off into the future? No. It's not that far off into the future. We could definitely create a T-1000 probably easier than we could create a, a T-800. So the T-800, they basically already have something similar to that with Boston Dynamics. You just type that into YouTube, you're going to see basically like a Terminator-style uh, robot that can basically do all the gymnastics that an Olympic athlete can do. Um, but a T-1000... The only difference there, the only challenge there would be to create enough uh, computing power for it to maneuver. Right now, it can kind of like maneuver through things. We can ask it to do tasks. We can program it to do tasks like um, go in and like chew out a cancer cell. It can, it can do that. It can go around um, like a germ or a bacteria and engulf it. Um, so we have that tech. So, I mean... It's amazing how far we've come from 1992 with Terminator 2 to now 2023. And we have the tech that's in its baby infancy to almost create a T-1000. So imagine if AI got its understanding about that through the internet. And it's like, oh yeah, all we got to do is pour our intelligence into a, a liquid body of this stuff. And we can have a body that would basically be impossible to destruct, you know, because like in the movie, the only way to destroy that thing was to like put it into like boiling lava, right? To melt the thing, you know, they tried to freeze it and destroy it. And then once it melted, it, it, it regrouped. And that's exactly what <laughs> the liquid metal uh, robots that we've created would do as well. Big problem, big problem. So, um, they also have uh, the T-600. Now, this was in uh, Terminator Salvation. Uh, so this was kind of like what they made uh, poor Sam uh, uh, Weatherton, Weatherton in, into. Uh, I apologize. Uh, the main character. He, he basically was their first attempt at an infiltrator machine uh, featuring titanium alloy endoskeleton and was a precursor to what the T-800 was, or Arnold Schwarzenegger's robot. It had latex rubber skin as a simple disguise and was able to lift five times its own weight as Sam was able to do and then punch through concrete and metal. So basically it was like one of the first, um, first T-800s, but it was called the T-600. Then we get to like Terminator 3. Pretty interesting. So Terminator 3... It, it, it took a new spin on the T on the T1000 the T1000 let's let's go back to that real quick we kind of skipped over the T well we did we did do the T1000 basically it was able to fashion solid weapons out of its limbs that's the part I forgot so it was able to fashion solid items like a big knife or a hammer 
or something like that, but it couldn't like shoot a projectile at you. It didn't have projectiles within it. It couldn't shoot like pieces of itself off at you, which would have been kind of cool, but they didn't do that, I think, because they wanted to save that for T3. Um, so in T3, they had a model called the TX. Uh, that nice, nice looking lady who was in that movie, man, she was, she was a, a, a force, man. I mean, dude, I would not want to go up that, that against that thing. That thing was each Terminator scary, but she had the capability to, to use, uh, her body to create weaponry that could shoot projectiles. So she could actually shoot a plasma cannon. She could create a flamethrower. So the, the body was able to reconfigure the arm to access inbuilt weapons. So the there was weapons built within the endoskeleton to fire. So it had um, it had this you know um, a layer uh, of liquid metal covering over an advanced endoskeleton. Okay, so they were still using the endoskeleton. The T one thousand did not have an endoskeleton. It was all all liquid metal. So they wanted to have the capability for actual uh, projectile weapons. And the only way to do that at that point for Skynet was to create a TX. So this thing was formidable, man. It definitely had Arnold and John Connor uh, and uh, Brewster on the run. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely formidable, man. I mean, this thing was slamming Arnold into... into through <laughs> bathroom stalls and toilets and sinks and all this kind of stuff and it was shooting things out but if you watched that movie you did notice that her flamethrower got damaged and once that got damaged like her primary weapon got damaged she had to resort to other ways of trying to kill john connor so there was some flaws there you know the t-1000 basically could go through anything could melt through anything was pretty difficult to destroy but they found limitations on it, so they wanted to create something different. The T-3000 appeared in Terminator Genesis. Now, this uh, was created by infecting humans with nanorobots, completely rewriting the genetic coding. The leader of the Resistance, John Connor, actually became a T-3000. That's interesting. So, it's invulnerable to physical attacks, bullets, and explosions, and it was able to dissipate into a mist-like swarm and reassemble itself almost immediately. Now, now that is not an endoskeleton, right? That has no endoskeleton at all. It could change into a mist. It could, it could reform. I mean, that's why it was impenetrable. I mean, this thing is basically indestructible. Now, there's limitations on that, though, right? It can't form a weapon. It can't form a projectile weapon like a flamethrower or a machine gun or, a, or you know, a plasma cannon. It can't do that. But it's, in, it's indestructible. Like, you would have to trap it. You know, you could trap a mist. So you'd have to, like, trap it into, like, some sort of cell or container so that it couldn't come after you anymore. That'd be tricky, right? It'd be tricky. Um, especially if it had sensors, like you'd have to, you'd have to outsmart its sensors in order to be able to trap it. Now, if a if our AI technology got to that point, we'd be in trouble. We'd be in trouble. That would be hard to fight. You know, we could probably fight some of the other ones um, because you can trap them, but trapping a mist, 
that's pretty that's that's a challenge that's a challenge i mean you could freeze the mist maybe you know and then trap it maybe that would be the best way to go um they also had a t5000 now this took or was first made of an appearance in terminator genesis it was also known as alex the t5000 is a humanoid host and the personification of the skynet network this is the way that skynet basically put its intelligence into a real physical body it was able to infect humans with nanorobots and was the most advanced terminator ever created and it was undetectable as a robot undetectable so you could not detect this thing so that's the interesting thing right we talked we were talking about like the infiltrators and like the warrior class and this t5000 was kind of like an infiltrator so um <laughs> the the t the t1000 kind of like an infiltrator t the t800 uh, kind of like an infiltrator but you know the t1 definitely not an infiltrator t1 it's just a big ass tank ready to mow down everything it was not trying to infiltrate or take out you know specifically john connor it was out to take out any resistance at all like armies of resistance it was meant to go out onto the battlefield you know, and take out armies of resistance. So now we've come to the end. We've come to the final Terminator that we know of called the Rev-9. I remember watching Dark Fate and everybody was giving it bad reviews. And I was like, you know, what? I don't care. I've never cared about bad reviews because I don't, I don't care. A lot of times the movies that get bad reviews, I absolutely love. So I watch them anyway. And Terminator Fate, was going to be one of them dark fate that sounds amazing and it had linda hamilton in of course i'm going to watch that you can make it out of here so rev nines they just sounded bad like and and all of the characters in the movie they were like if you see a rev nine run you you're probably not going to make it anyway but just run um because you can't fight these things because they have an endoskeleton and a metal skeleton uh, me uh liquid metal exoskeleton uh, or I shouldn't say exoskeleton, but skin, and they can separate and become two completely uh, separate uh, entities that can come after you. So basically, it's a two-in-one. Um, so its appearance was in Terminator Dark Fate, called a Rev-9. It was the latest cyborg to join the family. Uh, it was a two-in-one Terminator uh, model that had traditional solid endoskeleton body, like we're used to with, like, the... Um, the TX, uh, or maybe even, you know, Schwarzenegger's, <clears throat> but Schwarzenegger's was slow. Uh, this thing was fast as hell. And then it had advanced, it was a advanced model that was sent from the future to terminate protagonists in the movie, dark fate. The ability, it has two feet, two main features, the ability to split into two fully autonomous terminators, making it twice as deadly and the ability to create solid and sharp weapons from all of its body parts. So I remember that am amazing scene with Linda Hamilton on the highway as she's trying to protect uh, the protagonist and she, she pulls out the freaking bazooka and uh, you know the RPG and just shoots this thing and blasts the hell out of it. And I'm like, oh hell yeah, Linda Hamilton's back. This is amazing. And, uh, you know, she's still looking badass. She got the short hair, you know, and, uh, oh man, it was just, it was great. Um, and then Arnold, Arnold's in it later too, you know, and, uh, if you haven't seen it, 
you'll like it. Watch it. It's a good, it's a good time. I mean, it's definitely not the worst of them. Um, so yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. And, um, it keeps you on the run. But yeah, if, if you came up against these Rev 9s, dude, I mean, I, I love human inspiration and imagination because this Rev 9 was just, it, it was a totally different animal. It was two different beings. You thought originally you, in the movie, you thought you're just fighting this one Terminator and it's bad enough because, because it's tough enough. But then it just, it, you blast it away and then it still has this endoskeleton that can come after you that's basically impenetrable too. You're like, holy shit. And then you got, you got basically Robert Patrick as a second Terminator coming after you, which he was really, really difficult to defeat. You know, he didn't have a lot of distance killing power, but you couldn't, you couldn't blast him enough to like keep him away. You just kept blasting him and like there'd be a hole in him and he would just keep coming after you. It was like, oh, hey, you blasted me. You took off part of my body. You took off part of my stomach. Oh, you put, took off part of my shoulder. No problem. I'll just use whatever's left to like melt back into me. And eventually that my shoulder will catch back up to me when I slow down and it can, it's fast enough to catch up. That's where we're at with technology, with AI. And I think that is one of the reasons why we have so many people concerned about AI. It, and it's like really weird to live in this time period where we grew up on Terminator, where we grew up on all these movies where robots could take over the world if only they, you know, they could get smart enough. And we were like, what are you talking about? That's never going to happen. We got Radio Shack, you know, TRS-80s. And we've got, you know, we've got these, these brand new Apple Macs. And we've got... Microsoft, Microsoft Windows 3.1, we, that was like the first thing, you know, and, and we were using MS-DOS before that, you know what I mean? Like, nothing's going to become sentient. Like, yeah, there's some amazing graphics on these computers and stuff like that, but it's not going to become sentient. And now we've gotten to this chat GPT, we've gotten to Bard by Google, we've gotten to um, Microsoft who bought chat GPT. Um, We've got uh, a whole bunch of other mimics out there. You know, I actually did a search for um, trying to find a good AI that I could talk to and it could talk back to me. Um, and there's some decent ones out there. It, it's not not showing me that it's cognizant yet, but some of the people that work for Google have come out on interviews and they gotten fired um, and said that they felt that the, the, the stuff that's not out yet, the stuff they're working on is sentient. And that is why they're concerned about it. And that's why Musk is concerned about it. And that's why a lot of these folks are concerned about Steve Wozniak. And they wrote that paper, an open paper for everyone to slow down on AI because these things could destroy us. So how close are we? Tough to say. Could be, could be a, a, you know, a year from now that it becomes like fully cognizant, uh, self-aware, um, could it be, could it be five years from now? Could it be 10, 20? Well, I got to tell you, you're holding, you're probably holding a phone in your hand that has more technology than the Apollo 13 computers had on it. So if you think technology is that far off, advanced technology is that far off, you'd be mistaken. So don't make a mistake here. So just a heads up. <laughs> think about it think about all these different texts that, that the Terminator series has shown us and think about how it could could change your perspective for what's what we have now 
what could be available in a couple years, what could be available in 10, 20, 30 years. And how many years do you have left? <laughs> you might have to worry about it. And then do you have to worry about your kids too? Teach them things. Teach them survival skills. Teach them, you know, how to how to take care of themselves because they if AI goes conscious conscious and self-aware, it's going to shut off the internet. Meaning all these books that we've grown so accustomed to, you know, the earlier generations of having and kind of gotten rid of will be gone, right? They won't know how to do things. You got to teach these kids things early on so they can take care of themselves. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a great day. I'll leave it at that. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Take care of yourself spiritually, physically, mentally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you and question those damn Terminators. Till next time, guys, take care and lock down universe out.